history to me. We have agreed on which we have agreed. And you think you have to want more than you need. Until you have it all, you won't be free. Society, you're crazy breed. Hope you're not lonely. Number 95. Today's show we feature Susie Costin and Jean Barr from Farm Sanctuary. It's going to be a pretty awesome show. We have some banter recorded by Scott and I, a little bit of news. And before all that, I wanted to announce that I will be speaking this weekend at a, a vegan spirituality retreat in Philadelphia, and I'm hoping some of you can make it out. Um, the talk that I'm giving will be about. Uh, the Yoga Sutras and how they relate to veganism and ahimsa, nonviolence. Also, it's their second annual retreat on vegan spirituality. They invite you to discuss veganism as a spiritual practice and meet others who consciously choose a lifestyle based on compassion for all beings. Enjoy group discussions, guided meditations, a delicious vegan lunch prepared by Chef Christina Martin, a yoga class that'll be me teaching the Jiva Mukti spiritual warrior sequence and a nature walk along the creek at Saunders Woods. We are building a spiritual community and manifesting a positive vision for vegan spirituality. Free transportation from the nearest train station and childcare will be provided. So that's this Saturday, August 20th, 2011 from 10 to 4. And um, if you could call in or email and let them know you're coming, that will help so they can know how much food to make and things like that. Contact Lisa Levinson at lisa at publiceyephilly.org. And there will be links from Vegan Radio to uh, this information that you need. So sit back and get ready to enjoy show number 95. It's a good one. And there's a lot more good ones on the way. Believe me, my name's Derek Goodwin. I should know. Crazy indeed. Hope you're not lonely. Episode 95 of Vegan Radio. Yeah, the on-air sign is on. We're in. Vegan Radio 2.0. Featuring your co-hosts, Derek and Scott. <laughs> and here's the theme song on Derek's here's laptop. The, here's the theme song in the background for... Yeah. Derek kind of sets the mood. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It actually sounds all right. All right here we go. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's taking me back. So today's show we have... Uh, Interview with Jean Bauer and Susie Costin from Farm Sanctuary. Um, I was recently at the Farm Sanctuary Hoedown last weekend, and there was uh, some hoedowning going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had <laughs> it was it was practically uh, turned the quiet little town of Watkins Glen into a 
Wesleyan Mecca vegandom. Yes, according to some writers. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And also, we're going to uh, read an article I wrote for, for the Vegan Examiner of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, In case you didn't know, by now, Derek is the Vegan Examiner for New Orleans. Uh, now, that's Louisiana, right? <laughs> That's the state we're not in right now. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, you, sh- you should just become the vegan examiner for various places. You could be Denver's vegan examiner, maybe, too. Yeah. You just have to go there. Well, I'm there half the year, you know. This is true. I've examined parts of it. I'm going to examine it some more. Yeah, there's a lot to see, you know. And see it now before it's all underwater. Oh, Scott. It's not going to be underwater. Uh, I'm just being, feeling kind of fatalistic because we were hanging out with Jason. You know, I'm like, the world's coming to an end, but it's all going to be better. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Neither. It's not going to end, and it's going to be worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might smell worse, but <clears throat> so 36 million pounds of turkey recalled as salmonella hits Louisiana. And that's not an Italian mobster. That it's is a grabbing a, title, huh? That is a bad kind of uh, bacteria that you don't want in your meat or in any kind of food, frankly. Uh, so let's take a look what we got here. A nationwide outbreak <laughs> of salmonella has sickened at least one Louisiana resident and caused dozens around the nation to become ill, including one fatality. The examiner likes you to write about where you're at. <laughs> That's good. Yes. That's very important. Make the connection. The Louisiana. That's the only time I mention it in the whole article. Though. Oh, well. But sorry to interrupt. You could just put in, you know, occasionally interject Louisiana exclamation point. The disease outbreak has been traced back to a single processing plant. Let's call it a slaughterhouse for reality's sake in Springdale, Arkansas, owned by Cargill, Inc. You've heard of Cargill before uh, in our recall segments. Well... They recalled nearly 36 million pounds of ground turkey. Uh, and they provided a list of all the products that it recalled. And uh, Derek's got a link here <laughs> in his article, which includes photos of the packaging. All the packages recalled include the code ESTP-963 on their labels. Uh, hopefully by the time you hear this, you won't have to look for them. <laughs> it is notable you don't that have that stuff. It is notable that Cargill does not put its own name on the labels, but uses pleasant-sounding brand names like Shady Brook Farms and Honeysuckle, and also claims that many of their processed meats are natural. Deceptive labeling practices are common among corporations. (laughs) America. The word natural is nearly meaningless. Salmonella is natural, and so is dying from eating tainted meat near Shady Brook. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Obviously, that that's funny. <laughs> uh, keeping things in perspective, less than 100 people sickened during the nationwide consumption of millions of pounds of turkey flesh seems within reasonable expectations. After all, we drive cars knowing that a percentage of us will die in automobile accidents. In fact, it's like 50,000 a year, man. However, these statistics merely reflect the number of people who have gone to the hospital due to the symptoms of salmonella poisoning which can include diarrhea, fever, abdominal cramps, and internal bleeding. Uh, those are the side effects of very of certain pharmaceuticals, too, aren't they? Uh, and then been diagnosed with the disease. 
there are undoubtedly many more people affected who have not reported their illness or who have been misdiagnosed. The Center for Disease Control estimates that for every reported case of food poisoning, 38 go unreported. The CDC also estimates that the salmonella pathogen causes 1.4 million cases of illness per year and approximately 400 human deaths. Wow. 400 people dying a year from salmonella. Yeah, and I mean, this is obviously preventable. It's just, you know, attention is in short supply. The bad thing is that it also gets uh, contaminates vegetables, so... Uh, yeah. Vegans aren't necessarily safe. As does E. coli. And we have that E. coli yeah. spinach deal. So, yeah, wash your veggies. I'm telling you, wash them. Because they're mixing the animal agriculture with the vegetable agriculture there. Yes, well... The manure... Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you, the the thing to do is compost that stuff. Compost it before you ever use it. Uh, another sobering aspect of the story is because of factory farming bacterial strains, they're becoming more resistant to antibiotics. Uh, the CDC tells us that this current outbreak strain of Salmonella, Heidelberg, it's called, is resistant to several commonly prescribed antibiotics. This antibiotic resistance may increase the risk of hospitalization or possible treatment failure in infected individuals. Unquote. <laughs> because we keep animals in intensive confinement to maximize the profits we reap from selling their bodies, we have to give them massive doses of antibiotics to keep them alive long enough to reach killing size. The diseases that survive the confinement and demise of the host animals, in this case turkeys, are then spread around in the process of processing the animals so that contaminated meat goes out into the human food supply. Humans who are unfortunate enough to get diseases like salmonella then have a harder time fighting them off because the pathogens have already built up resistance to the antibiotics we commonly use. It's almost as if confining animals in conditions that create unspeakable misery and suffering could somehow be ethically abhorrent and create effects that in turn harm humans. Indeed, my friend. <laughs> if we were to continue that line of thought, we might even conclude that the heart disease, stroke, diabetes, and cancers related to meat and dairy, cons uh, dairy consumption don't eat your diary. Uh, diary consumption. Are some kind of karmic retribution for the atrocities we inflict upon other sentient beings. You will eat your words. But that would be crazy and certainly unscientific. Just another one of those funny coincidences. <laughs> I cracked myself up. Yes. Well, you know, this is the thing. It's all tied together, man. You know, it's like it's like the stuff in plants, you know, that provides their bloodstream and their energy is like very pretty much the same chemical that's in our bloodstream yeah it provides energy so when you eat plants like you know you're basically you know integrating becoming you know joining and merging and yeah deep <laughs> so you can see you know like yeah stuff that does certain things in plants has similar effects in your body and so forth especially the stuff that's good for your brain let's talk about the hoedown yeah um, so the Hodan had some speakers this year. The Hodan, so the Hodan's held at Farm Sanctuary every year. They have one on at each of their shelters, the one in California and the one in Watkins Glen, which is the one I've been to and went this past weekend. Um, there were some good uh, activists and speakers there this year. Chris Carr, author of Crazy Sexy Cancer, she was. Um, She's been on Oprah and all kinds of other um, big media stuff. She survived cancer, switched to a vegan diet um, that is alkaline. 
So she's not just promoting any vegan diet. It's more like this. Yeah. But also, also like, you know, she kept going to all these doctors and they said her cancer was terminal and, you know, she was, she just, uh, but they, you know, each doctor she went to had like some different kind of wacky story or, or, you know, one of them wanted to remove a bunch of her organs. (laughs) (laughs) You've only got three months to live, but if we uh, remove about half of your body, we can keep you alive another month longer, you know? Right. So she just uh, decided to take charge of her own health, and that's why it's she calls it crazy, sexy cancer. <laughs> yeah, well. So just trying to like re redefine what disease is about and how to uh, to live with it and how to overcome it. And she's very charismatic. She was one of my favorites. Um, Robert Cheek, as we know, the vegan bodybuilder, was there. Oh, great. And uh, I didn't get any pictures of him with the animals. I kind of thought about that today, and I was like, oh, I should have took some pictures of him with the animals. But, oh, well. Yeah. Farm Sanctuary co-founder Jean Bauer. Um, animal caregiver Susie Costin. Uh-huh. Our friends. And then, oh, so Farm Sanctuary, you might not have heard this, has uh, taken Bruce Friedrich on board as their senior director for strategic initiatives. Oh, the black sheep. <laughs> Cool. So he Great. is no longer with PETA, apparently. Wow. And uh, well, talked okay. to him a little bit, but not too much. Well, I'm going to miss his shenanigans, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure they've got plenty more up their sleeve. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure he's, you know, I, the story is that he is uh, really, his cause is farm animals, and he wants to mm. um, be with an organization that is more focused on that, I think. Very good. And... He's also, I was reading his Wikipedia page and it says he's uh, a Christian and he does this all for God or something, which I thought was kind of interesting. That's cool. And he started... God does it all for you too, Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) He started the, uh, some kind of Christian vegan organization. And so, God bless, mashallah. Humane Educator Zoe Weil, who's kind of famous. Never heard of him. Humane Educating... World, Victoria Moran, who's a cookbook author, uh, or no, I think she has some different kinds of books. She said she had something like 11 books. I don't know what they all are. Well, I hope one of them science fiction. <laughs> that would be cool. I think science fiction and like you're writing science fiction about a vegan future would be pretty fun. Yeah, it'd be like a regular Kilgore trap when story. When I retire from uh, all my activities, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> you might be the one to do that. Well, I, I I've always had a fantasy about writing a sci-fi, so hey, why not? <laughs> but now it's too it's everywhere. I'm almost sick of it. That's all right. It's if you do it well, you know. Yeah, but standing you. above the crowd. That's right. Um. So that yeah, and then at night they have uh some dance parties. Oh, they played the Forks Over Knives documentary this year. They had an extra giant tent out in one of the fields where they had a cocktail hour. Hmm. And um, also played the Forks Over Knives documentary. Excellent. Did that involve yeah. roosters? <laughs> I didn't actually see it. I was out um, photographing. I had to photograph the uh, Hilda Club doing a tour. That's like Farm Sanctuary's um, people who donate over a certain amount get into the Hilda Club. and oh. So they get little special tours. <laughs> <laughs> and they get to be photographed by me. Um, wow. 
almost feel like that was shaming me. Shaming? No, don't take me on some special tour. I'm not extra special just because I give extra money. Yeah. Money's well, easy. Money's, I mean, money's I mean, can be an easy thing. I'll probably just... the people who are... I mean, you get to go on tours, too. And I think like a nice the, incentive, though. the people back drinking cocktails at the cocktail hour were probably just as happy as those guys. So. Mm-hmm. Dig it. Um, yep. And then uh, oh, there was a yoga class in the morning, but I didn't go. It was it had rained and the ground was wet and I didn't bring a yoga mat and they decided to do it in the grass. Ah. And I also had just taken out my ukulele and started playing and that seemed in the moment to be more <laughs> what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so without so uh, Gene Bauer, um, co-founder of Farm Sanctuary, and Susie Costin. Yep. The caretaker of the animals. Probably, the, probably the two best dancers at the, at the <laughs> hoedown. Well, Gene, he always does handstand, walks on his hands on the middle of the dance floor. Oh, great. So that's his little party trick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Um, so Vegan we're going to play off. this interview. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to play this interview with the two of them out in the cow pasture. And after that, uh, we'll come back and wrap up. Thanks for listening to Vegan Radio. <laughs> this is Vegan Radio, Derek, your favorite co-host. <laughs> and we're, <laughs> we're here with Jean and Susie from Farm Sanctuary on the auspicious uh, 25th anniversary. You guys have been at it for a while. A while. Yes. <laughs> how long have you been here, Susie? I've been here 11 years. Oh, just 11? Just 11. Oh. And how about you, Gene? How long have you been here? I co-founded the organization in 1986, so I've been doing this work now for about for 25 years. <laughs> wow. It's our 25th anniversary, and we're here at the Hoedown, and it's just been an enormously positive experience, I think, for everybody. And Definitely. So we were out dancing last night, and people are coming out getting to know the animals, and Susie's telling, you know, telling their stories, and people are being moved. It's beautiful, beautiful stuff. Moved. Moved. And Blitzen's here to move for us. No, Blitzen, t- tell us here, about Blitzen. Blitzen was a downer at the um, stockyards this year in December. Um, we went. Actually, Blitzen wasn't down. Blitzen was the tiny one um, that they made fun of because he was so small. So um, nobody bit on him. So we got Blitzen because no one would bid on him because he was so little. And he was very little. He was 35 pounds, which for a calf is very, very small. They're usually born about 60. So he's not really valuable, basically. No so, value at all. So you were them. there at the stockyard and you watched them start bidding. And it went down to a dollar and nobody wanted him. And so because I had asked to take a downer, he asked the, the auctioneer asked if I would take him. And I said yes. So you got him for free? For free, because he's w- my Would boy. you have paid a dollar or would that be against the... <laughs> It's, it's not something our, that we, we don't like to commodify the animals. Not even so a we, dollar you would give those Well, baskets. you know, you, you look at things, things are difficult. You know, the, you, know you, don't, you don't want to necessarily speak in absolutes. You know, no, you, you never want to speak in absolutes because there will well, always well, that's be. Well, a a, that's a good topic to bring up because in the vegan movement, there's a lot of absolutism, I think. And well, then there's too much because we're human and we have flaws and, and we, none uh, of us should be trying. So I think a lot of people get scared off because of the absolutism of the purity. some vegans. Yeah. I think that's true. And the judgmentalism and, and sort of the anger. Or the, the righteousness, self-righteousness yeah. that comes out in a way that's not very positive and isn't very attractive and unfortunately I think does sometimes turn people away so you know the, the goal here at Farm Sanctuary is to be very positive and very inviting and very encouraging and supportive of any efforts or in any actions that are moving in a positive direction 
away from exploiting animals, away from abusing animals, away from commodifying animals, towards seeing these animals as fellow creatures on the planet that we share the planet with and to do it in a... And to, to, it's about our relationship. Is it one of respect and compassion or is it one of cruelty and, and, and callousness? And, and of course, we think it should be about compassion and, and that's what Farm Sanctuary is about. Compassion to animals, but also to people who haven't really have, have grown up in a way and they assume that eating animals is normal and we're saying no it, it really isn't and let's think it about doesn't it. have to be yeah. it doesn't have to be yeah and we do want to meet people where they're at i think we have we have as a movement tended to isolate um everyone and make them feel like they're they're bad and they're not good people and we talk to them like they're not good people um i, I always comment about like the facebook comments when somebody gets like gored by a bull and everybody's like yay or the 16 year old girl that got killed in a rodeo um, and all the comments about how she deserved it and this and this and this. And it's like, that's a person and somebody's kid. And it's, we have to be much more careful because it does make us a movement of people that people may not want to be a part of because they are really compassionate, but they're also compassionate towards humans. So yeah. I think we need to be careful. Well, the, the whole thing with Gandhi saying, be the change you want to be, right. see. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you want to, you want to project that. You want people, you want people to want to be like you and not. Right. And if they see you hating everyone that's not like you. That really isn't the way to do it. Here it's comes not the rain. Here comes the rain. Here comes the rain. That's a good. It's a good backdrop sound. It sounds yeah. beautiful. Except I left my tent fly open. So. <laughs> It'll be a nice way to have. It's a waterbed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you guys got uh, Bruce Friedrich on board. Can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, I'm happy. <laughs> uh, we're, we're so so delighted that yeah, Bruce has really. joined Farm Sanctuary as our senior director of strategic initiatives, and he comes with uh, a wealth of experience. And he's got uh, the cows uh, are happy. Uh, the cows are everybody's happy. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. Friedrich. He, he's, he, he's done amazing work with PETA, and he's got a very broad perspective on the issues, and is a very effective activist. And yes. I could be happier that he's here at Farm Sanctuary. So is that, how thrilled. did that come about? Was that something you approached him or he was just looking for a change in his life? Or? Well, I think Bruce wants to do what he feels, where he feels he could be most effective to help animals and to make a difference. And I think, you know, you obviously have to talk to him about it, but I think, you know, coming to Farm Sanctuary is where he feels he can make the most difference. And he's still on good terms with PETA. Yeah. You yeah. know, but, uh, you know, for real detail, you really got to talk to Bruce. But, but no, he really <laughs> thinks that... Um, Part of the problem is that people don't make a connection between a farm animal like they do with dogs and cats. And so he thinks that this sanctuary in particular, because of our message, we don't just have a sanctuary. We, we have litigation, legislation, education. We're advocating for them, too. This is a place where you can do that and get people to make that connection finally. And you can tell the animal stories here like right. no other place. Right. Where these animals come out of stockyards where they've suffered horribly, and they come here and their lives are transformed. Yep. And a kind of... Uh, example that is set here at Farm Sanctuary is, I think, very unique and very powerful. And I is. think Bruce uh, wants to be part of that. Yeah. So speaking of stockyards, you took your little hippie bus and went on a, went to visit the <laughs> stockyard where you found Hilda. It's nice that the vegan bus guy's calling your right. bus a hippie bus. I'm a little jealous right. that his is, his is on the road and yours. mine is sitting in the... Uh, Bradley's <laughs> jealous too. <laughs> He's Bradley's, like, I, didn't go on the see, road. I could put Bradley on the vegan bus, whereas as your bus, you could only, you could carry maybe a chicken. That's true. Chicken. That's true. Or Bradley when he was a baby, you know. Yeah, you could carry Bradley. When he was a baby. But you, you got to go to the Lancaster, where the Lancaster stockyards used to be, and that's where 
That's right. It we was found Hilda, the first sheep, right? That's right. We found Hilda left on a pile of dead animals behind Lancaster Stockyards in 1986. And that's what really launched our rescue work. And we've rescued many animals since then. And then we campaigned against Lancaster Stockyards. And we argued that animals that are too sick to walk, these downed animals, should not be marketed, should not be sold, should not be slaughtered for food. They suffer terribly. And they also could pose a risk to humans, you know, eating diseased animals. Uh, and after much campaigning, we were able to convict Lancaster Stockyards of cruelty to animals. And when we visited most recently, the stockyards is now, I'm happy to say, completely gone. It's been bulldozed. <laughs> but there's an, uh, a facility right next door to it called the Stockyard Inn. It's a restaurant. And we had a vegan event at the Stockyard Inn. And we celebrated Hilda's 25th anniversary. And the Stockyard Inn was very moved by this. And the owner said that he learned a lot, that this vegan movement is big. It's the future. And from now on, he's going to have vegan items on his menu. So it was a, a great trip back to Lancaster. Uh, and change is happening, very positive change is happening. Yeah, I was just in South Carolina, and I, I was pretty amazed at the availability of vegan food there. Um, it was Charleston, so it was, you know, a, a metropolitan area, I guess. I guess. Yeah, vegan food, you know, we <laughs> dro I drove cross-country, and we found vegan food in Erie, Pennsylvania, yeah. in Omaha, Nebraska. It's amazing. You know, and in it rural is. areas, in urban areas. You even go, came across this bakery in some rural area, and they actually had a section of vegan pastries. So vegan food is becoming more and more available, and it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. And you got to visit Isa. Isa Chandra oh, Moskowitz in Omaha. That's, that's right. Awesome. I, got, I stayed at her place, and she made us vegan breakfast. Oh, she has the best food. Did she make that French toast? My she made French ever. toast. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I loved it. I loved the recipe of all vegan recipes is that French toast. French? <laughs> French. It's all French. Yeah, huh? it is. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's I the ate best it. thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, helped put together a vegan brunch at a restaurant that I worked at in Northampton and uh, used a couple of her recipes. Mm. Although I have to say our co-host, uh, <laughs> Megan Shackelford, also has an amazing French toast recipe. Oh, does she now? She has amazing baked goods. I might want to put it up against Issa's. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> have a French toast bake-off. Right? We can do it here. And That's I can be the taste tester. I love I'll be it. a judge. I'll be on the judge. That's right. Yeah, we'll, we'll be on the panel. Okay, well, let's, let's set that up for the next hoedown. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's a fun. French toast cook-off. That could be fun. <laughs> I, we, I, I do think that the hoedown could use some better breakfast food, though. That would be yeah, fun. I'd love fun. French Scrambled toast. Wouldn't that be amazing? I think it would be great to have a lot of these chefs that are so amazing come and do the, the cooking. Well, now I you've got that. that extra tent. You could have like a little catering. We could always bring the tent set, out. Set yeah. Up. yeah, it would we be awesome. a little more fancy food thing there, yeah. Yeah. I got lots of ideas for you guys, so just well, we'll see. put me on the board. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How beautiful he turned out. So we, we're, we're staring at this cow here. What's what's his name? This is Jay, and um, Jay is the boy that was in the transport accident. Can you call a male cow a male a you cow? Can, most pe in all reality, all those terms are, are terms from the industry, like broilers and, and steer and bull and all of that are just industry terms. Just call him Jay. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's Jay. But he's a bovine. It's a scientific term, but it's also agriculture. Maybe yes. maybe the vegan movement needs to come up with new better words. names for them. Yeah, because yeah. Um, Jay would be it technically is a steer, not a bull. He came as a bull, um, and a bull is just an unneutered male. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so he was a bull. Um, that's why they were thought he was really dangerous. But as you can see, he's definitely not dangerous. He's very gentle. Uh, but he was burned. Um, so all there was muscle exposed, and um, he, he's the one that ran for 12 hours after the accident. He's the only one that survived um, the transport accident. So he's, he's very brave and very just an amazing animal and a strong so one. So why do you live. think it is that when animals escape 
<laughs> and go on the run, and then they get in the news, and then people all of a sudden love a them, sudden even though they like, like hamburgers. Oh, don't <laughs> don't send them to slaughter. Even though you're sending everybody else, it, it's because I think it's because you've individualized them, which is what we try to do here anyway. It's to show you that they're all individuals. Like so, no matter who would have survived, say a different one survived, that one would still be a very special animal. Like it doesn't doesn't make. Jay is special because Jay is Jay. Oh, and there's Queenie right next to him. Yeah, and Queenie's special because Queenie is Queenie. Queenie escaped from They're all us. very special animals, and they're all individuals. But no one sees them as individuals when they're in a group of a 1,000. They're in a styrofoam package of hamburger. Right, and that's the problem. And I think that once you make a connection to this is Jay, Jay is Jay. He's and Jay wants to live. Jay has feelings. Jay has friendships. He develops yeah. relationships. He has a memory. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like cats or dogs or people, you know, and he doesn't want to suffer. He wants to enjoy life. He doesn't want to be in pain. He doesn't want to be abused. Yeah. And uh, here when they come to Farm Sanctuary, they're allowed to escape the torment they experience in the animal farming business. Well, there's an idea. For <laughs> oh, it's over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the cow it, take you can a still leak right smell it, though. <laughs> smell of it. I but, can feel um, my, it's splashing my leg. I think that's when they escape. They have now become an individual. And I think that's really all it takes because they people rally around the escapees. Boy, they really, really do. Yeah. And they're no different than, you know, they are different, but they, they are individuals just like the ones that died. Absolutely. Each of the billions that are killed, you know, deserves to live at a place like this. They and all have personalities. They all are individuals. When we went to yeah. Iowa, one of my favorite animals on the whole property is Nikki, but we also got the doctor. Both of them are so uniquely different from each other, and both of them right this minute would be dead, and they would be packaged, and they would be eaten. And to know them, like they just run up to you when you call them, and they put their head on your shoulder. And yeah, How many too. of them that died are exactly the same, you know, that same warmth and love and... And, and that compassion. are right now in a slaughterhouse and yeah. are dying. And are dying. And that's the point, is that we don't. We have an industry that's so large that you cannot pull out an individual in your mind. It's just too big. You can't really fathom it. Nope. Yeah, on the Vegan Radio website, we have a counter that as I soon like as, you, as you go onto the website, it starts showing you how many animals are dying. And it's just, I mean, especially the birds. It's While just you're like, on the website, yeah. You can't even look at the numbers. They're going by so fast and then... Yeah, and, it, and and people don't even think about it because it's not in their it's not on their radar. They just go to the store and they buy a package, and they don't have to deal with all that stuff that goes along with it. And even when they do, they still there's such so, such a huge number that they can't individualize them and realize that they're really kind and sweet, and they really just want somebody to be nice to them. And that's what we do here at Farm Sanctuary. These are all individuals. They are our friends, not our food. And that's the message. And they all have names, and they all have lives, and they all deserve to have lives and deserve to be treated with respect and compassion. And and that's, that's the message of Farm Sanctuary, which is so counter to animal agriculture. These animals are not pieces of meat. They're not commodities. They, they have personalities. You know, you look into their eyes and there's a spirit there, yeah. you know, just like with people. So, uh, no, it's, it's, it's a beautiful place. There, there's nothing like it. Nope. Um, so what, what's uh, coming up for Farm Sanctuary in the future? You've reached a 25-year landmark. And... Uh, that's kind of like a good time to reflect on the past and uh, yeah. <laughs> think about what to do next. What's next? Well, one of our big initiatives is to bring the sanctuary experience to a larger audience. And we're working on techniques to, to best achieve that. And so we're going to be having a lot of meetings uh, with senior staff and board members and uh, getting input from a variety of places. and. We want people to recognize that these are individual animals, you know, so we want people to come visit the farms, but we also want to figure out how to bring the farm to the people. Yeah. So we're in that process right now. There's going to be some videotapes, probably Susie walking around the farm telling the animal stories. 
Uh, there's going to maybe be some cameras in certain parts of the farm where people can visit the farm yep. through our website. And uh, we're going to be working with activists and communities around the country to continue talking about these issues and expanding the message. So those are some of the quick thoughts, but there's going to be a lot more, and you know, that's definitely not a, a full list. And right. Well, I think we're also looking to you know, possibly do things closer to the cities because there's larger um, populations there that don't, don't have the ability to come closer. I mean, farther away when they travel. So we have a lot of things going on, but it is, it's really, the real message is to get these animals' individual stories out there. Where they came from, who they are now. Like, that's what we, I think, really is going to make such a huge difference with people. Because that changes hearts and minds when people get to know these animals and recognize that, hey, Jay has this sort of personality and this is what his life has (laughs) been like, what his experience has been like, then people are empathetic and people can connect with that. And and, and that's what we do. And we want people to connect with these animals as living creatures, not as pieces of meat in a cellophane package somewhere. Right. From pathetic to empathetic. Yes, Amen. from pathetic to empathetic is what we're, That'll be your new book title. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> but it's so is, 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 are you working on a new book? Uh, not right now, but you know, there have been a variety <laughs> of thoughts that have that, that come Because I've been through. ghostwriting one for you. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, I'm going to submit it soon. <laughs> I am Jean. <laughs> I am an individual. My life with Jean. Yeah, see? That'll be awesome. No, it's, uh, I'm really happy with how the book Farm Sanctuary is doing. You know, yeah. and that, that still you know, has legs and people are really responding positively to it. So I still want to keep working on getting the word out about that book. But, you know, who knows what the future holds? It may be another book. In the works, at maybe some a point. full-length movie. Ooh, a full Anything's length movie possible. Team. Anything's <laughs> possible. I think there's so much material here at Farm Sanctuary. There's so much that happens here. So much magic that could be captured on film, and, and hopefully something that like that will happen in the not too distant future. Mm-hmm. And so, if there was a movie, who would you want to play you? Oh, geez, Adam I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Who that would be. Angelina Jolie. <laughs> for me. If I had to pick, no. Angelina Jolie is Jean Bauer. <laughs> You are slender. <laughs> <laughs> no, she would be me. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have a Halleck or something. Alex, yeah. would be cool. then I'll go with Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she got to Julian Brad Pitt. <laughs> no, I don't know. I have. You have to die there. And then other 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 animals would be your adapted children. That's oh. right, from all over the world, of all different awesome. shapes and sizes, and, yeah. and, and that'd be it's nice. True, it is already like that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your lazy day. Oh, yeah. she's <laughs> lazy, lazy girl. No, great to be with it's you. Day. It's hoedown. Yeah, it's a great it's time a to be at the farm. This is the best vegan party every the year. The world ever, ever knew. I know. It's, I agree. It is. And uh, I'm so glad I got to come this year. And oh, thank God, I know you've been. You got to do a little hula hoop to this time. Yep, yep, hula hoop. Brilliant. There's a lot of ukulele, dancing ukulele, ukulele, frisbee, yep. campfire, movie presentations, <laughs> time with the animals, vegan food, <laughs> community building, just Networking all beautiful bingo. stuff. No. All, <laughs> all good stuff. All good stuff. And just uh, among just in such a compassionate. Like-minded spirit. people. Like-minded people. It's so validating, yeah. so empowering, and it is empowering. Inspiring. I think it is. It really is. There's nothing like it. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then I'll see y'all later. See all right. Y'all the next time. Right, I got to go Derek. take my tent down before it rains. All right. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> Thank Bye. you. Cool. All right. So that was the interview with Team Bauer and Susie Kauston. Yep. Kauston and Boer. <laughs> Kauston and Bullbiner. Yeah. And they were great, uh, as usual. Uh, I love, I love those guys. Yeah, <laughs> Susie, yeah, Susie like, always brings a lot of us. Always brings the spirit, you know. She yeah. loves, loves those animals like 
as much as a person possibly could. She's got the spirit, and Jean's got the sound bites. <laughs> yeah. <absolutely>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. He's pretty smooth with that stuff. That's right. There are friends on our food. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, uh, but switch it up. They're they're not food. They're our friends. Right. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was great. I couldn't, I couldn't add much to that. I mean, obviously, you know, that's a major impetus to why I'm vegan is, uh, well, the, <laughs> the major impetus is respect for other beings and you know, the individuals, right, their right to, you know, have the life that they want. And, uh, I guarantee you cows have a definite wish not to be where they are. <laughs> or, you know, if you could imagine being their spokesperson, you would step up and say, you know, I don't think this cow would like to be here. Let us test and see yeah. if he see if he frolics more this over cow here. Wouldn't like her, he does uh, over here. Doesn't want her milk sucked out of her uterus every day by wait, uterus. <laughs> her uterus? Yes. Udders. Udders? Udders. Udders or her uterus. I get those female parts all mixed up. I know there's so many confusing parts. Uh, so <laughs> She doesn't want her milk stolen from her. Damn right. And uh, especially by some weird people from another species with scary machines. Yeah, well, you gotta hand it to cows, you know, the fact that they, uh, you know, they kind of just hang out with people and generally get along with them okay and aren't completely freaked out once you're friendly to them. Uh, yeah, it's amazing how these, I mean, like Gene said, these animals do have memories, mm -hmm. and but they, they're, I guess you could say forgiving. Yeah, well, that's the thing is they, they know when you're communicating with them. And it's not like you're just, say, a bird in the tree and maybe you're squawking at the cow because it's too close. <laughs> you know, the cow knows what the bird means, but there's an adversarial relationship there. They're not friends so much. But people and animals, you know, <laughs> we're, we're just natural fits for so many different species. And, the, you know, this shows that life, you know, there's a solidarity with all living things, you know, that, that have awareness and, and can learn to know each other. And, you know, uh, it's just... It's so we really cheat ourselves by going by just eating these cellophane packages and 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 not thinking about what what's happening there, uh, what we're doing to ourselves, you know, in every level. It's just terrible. In ourselves. It's just terrible. And I speak as a, as a former sinner myself, uh, a former lost soul, as we all have been, you know, brought up in America. You know, you you really just have to piece it together and develop your own will and your own integrity and. And uh, and your own crusade, as it were. <laughs> and what you do to others, you do to yourself. Yeah, because yeah. we are all one. Yeah, you know. And I, I've been definitely looking at what's going on lately with the, you know, this more confusion, more division being sown by the corporate media. Uh, we're basically, you know, I think they're doing the Bosnia style. You know, separate the nice people from from the bastards, and then the bastards will will come after us with, with their guns. <laughs> oh, shit. So you better be ready. Uh, but generally speaking, you know, it seems that way. There's the sort of the coarse, uncaring people are being shifted to one side, and you know who they are. They, they, don't, they don't give a damn about the cows and the chickens. They just, and they just love their bacon. Uh, <laughs> and they're, no, they're never going to change, you know, and I don't know what we can do for those folks. But there seems to be a, a, an accelerated uh, crusade by the corporate media to create more of those beings. And uh, it's a real, it's a real uphill battle, you know. When you look at the ag press and see, you know, that they presume so much, 
that every farmer is against vegetarianism, you know, <laughs> and that every, you know, person who reads this press is somehow thinks that, you know, people who are caring and compassionate and trying to change things are, you know, hooligans and awful people. <laughs> it's rather silly when it comes down to it. And then, of course, they always bring up the dominion argument, you know, this biblical dominion argument. Well, we like this, this story about getting dominion, so we're going to stick with it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, see, because we we're a god on our side. And, yeah, uh, if people believe that wholeheartedly, it's it's really hard to reach, get a message to them. Well, they've invented the god they, that, that enables them, as so many of us do. Well, my god. My lord. <laughs> my god, it's time to go. Can you believe it? Um, so this, uh, this episode of Vegan Radio was brought to you by... <laughs> by Bad Attitude Brought to you by Badass Vegan Scott and Derek <laughs> And we, we hope to get Megan in, in here soon We, we just uh, Our schedules are all Kind of kooky uh, But some Tuesday She's very resistant but We have some We have some new people Coming into the mix too And it's oh. It's gonna be a surprise Every week Scott I guess it will be <laughs> certainly a surprise to me. <laughs> she should, I don't know why she's resistant. She does. She she's still not loves, resistant. She loves you, listeners. I know she does. She's just very busy. Yes. There you go. But uh, soon we she's, will have. She's a little shy. We'll have a uh, chorus of voices to overwhelm <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, indeed. And we're going to uh, so um, check out our new website. Scott put a lot of work into it, and uh, let us know if you find any bugs that you can help us. Um, take to a bug shelter. Yeah, and tell us uh, <laughs> tell us how we can make it better. And you know, if we'd like to get more people involved and make it more active. Interactivity. So, uh, so uh, you know, we're hoping to figure out some ways to just make it more interesting to engage with with folks. But I mean, frankly, yeah, we we can't compete with things like Facebook. We can't. Not really. But we can integrate. Yes, exactly. And, you know, that's until, what everyone's sort of doing. Until Facebook gets overcome by some other <laughs> social media. That's right. Look out! Look, look software. For us, look for us not on Google Plus. <laughs> we'll be on Google we're too, Plus. We're too lazy to go for yet. Twenty thirteen. <laughs> yeah. So this show has been brought to you by us, us being really lazy. But well, we could always use donations and uh, check out our website to do that. And um, we'll see you soon with some more zany. Interviews and commentary yep. and music. Yep. I'll probably put some music in here somewhere. Excellent. <laughs> well, thanks. And that's it for Vegan Radio. <laughs> that's it for us. Vegan Radio. <laughs>